When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Save big on Brunch for Mom, all in the Kroger app. Get half gallons of delicious Kroger milk for $1.29 each. Then get flavorful Tyson Natural Boneless Chicken Breasts for two forty nine dollars a pound, all with your card and a digital coupon. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details. Welcome to Press This, the WordPress community podcast featuring exclusive content and interviews with leaders in the WordPress community, covering everything from development to integrating your digital marketing strategy with WordPress. Join host David Vogelpohl of WP Engine and special guests from across the community as they keep you up to speed on the latest advancements in WordPress. Let's get started. Hello, everyone, and welcome to Press This, the WordPress community podcast on WMR. This is your host, David Vogelpohl. I support the WordPress community through my role at WP Engine, and I love to bring the best of the community to you here every week on Press This. As a reminder, you can follow me on Twitter at WPDavidV or subscribe to Press This on iTunes, iHeartRadio, Spotify, or download the latest episodes at WMR. .fm. In this episode, we're going to be talking about technical affiliate marketing for brands and agencies. That's right. Nerds can deal with affiliate marketing too. We're going to be specifically talking about how developers can help drive growth and stop fraud. And joining us for that conversation is Mr. Adam Reamer. Adam, welcome to Press This. Hey, thanks for having me on the show. So for those listening, we're going to be talking to Adam about his thoughts today around some of the technical strategies necessary to run a successful affiliate program. Hopefully you'll gain some insights that you might not be familiar with. So Adam, uh, the first question I ask every guest of guest to press this is uh, to briefly tell me about your WordPress origin story. When was the first time you used WordPress? The first time I used WordPress was shortly after a share sale think tank. It was one of the first ones. They had a bunch of roundtables, and one of the topics was WordPress, and I had never heard of it before. I had always just hand-coded a website, and basically they talked about how easy it was to use and all of the plugins and features. So I gave it a shot, built a wedding site and a Broadway site, and they both pretty much took off. Oh, wow. That's kind of a neat origin story. We've had a few guests talk about, you know, hand coding sites and discovering WordPress is an easier way of publishing. Um, sounds like you have a similar story. Um, and I'm also wondering if you could briefly tell us about Adam Reamer Marketing. Tell me about your business, what you do. Yeah, so uh, we do a ton of SEO work as well as affiliate management, uh, monetization strategies, and we also help companies with their overall digital strategy. That includes everything from email and remarketing to how to plan to go into retail locations, as well as just scale your total overall revenue online. All right. I like it. Digital growth. You're on the right podcast for that. Um, and you know, I know one of the areas, uh, you know, of course, we've known each other for years, and I think one of the areas that you're very strong in, 
um, that, that I think is a big reason I wanted to have you here today is, is your focus on the, the technical side, particularly around fraud, cookie management, things like that. Um, so really appreciate you coming on and, and talking this out with us. So uh, let me ask you this question. Do you often work closely with dev teams when optimizing an affiliate program or is, is the, the engineering and development side, is it like an afterthought or is it like a common that it would be like a relatively big part of your efforts? It's definitely a big part in the beginning because with most affiliate programs, there's either tracking missing or attribution missing or the network or the agency or the in-house manager had not done things with the company's best interests in mind. So we need to go to the IT team to grab server logs and to actually discover what's happening and set up proper attribution so that we can properly test and find out where revenue is coming from and where we're actually losing revenue, even though sales are coming in. Yeah, I think that's a part mis misconception, if you will, by people with technical jobs is that, well, when it comes to an affiliate program, I'm just going to kind of copy and paste some tracking code somewhere, and then that's going to be the end of it. Um, but it sounds like you're actually going much deeper a lot of the times, particularly around logs, uh, to kind of get uh, tell that attribution story. And for those listening that are unfamiliar with, with what attribution means in the affiliate context, the short answer is, which affiliates are you going to give the commissions to? Which ones deserve it, participated in helping the customer make the decision to make the purchase? And you know, sound like Adam, what you were talking about roughly is, well, I'm going to go look at the server logs, kind of understand how people are, you know, landing on the site, what they're doing, and then using that to inform the settings and policies you have in the affiliate program to pay the right people for the right referrals. Um, so when dev teams or just affiliate teams or marketing teams in general. Uh, what are some of the common mistakes they're making uh, with their technical implementation of affiliate programs? You said you're kind of coming in with some programs already exist and you have to fix things. What are some of the things you often have to fix? So there's a program I'm working on right now and they are supposed to be tracking leads to sales, but they're only relying on a cookie. So the big issue with this is the person will fill out a lead, but if they wipe that cookie, there's no actual way to track the full sale that comes through. So what we have to do now is we have to set up database tracking instead. And if the lead happens, then it records in a database. The cookies no longer matter at this point because the database, if the credit card gets pinged within the technical cookie life, 30 or 60 days or whatever you have it set to, then the database fires back to the network and reports the sale and the affiliate gets the commission. So once we implement this, that program's affiliates are going to be very happy because they should start to see more sales come from their referrals. So it seems like one of the mistakes these teams are making, this one in particular, I'm guessing others as well, is kind of saying, well, I got my cookies set, I've got my tracking script and my conversion page for my lead, and maybe I have a tracking script on the conversion page for the ultimate sale. But if you don't have uh, kind of a more refined and aggressive way of monitoring that lead flow, then you're going to be missing out on giving credit to affiliates for people they've referred in that flow. Are there any other technical areas you think that people like make common mistakes with when they implement their affiliate program? Absolutely. Many of them don't know about ITP compliance or other ways that uh, browsers will wipe cookies. I believe Chrome 82 is it is going to block third-party cookies. So you now need to use a first-party cookie. I don't want to get too technical into that, uh, mostly because it's the end of the day for me. But <laughs> basically, 
I start at four in the morning, which, you know, I'm always up early. So today I'm, I'm already pooped at this point, but basically you need to make sure that all of your tracking is up to date and you have secondary and tertiary methods that follow browser behaviors and what browsers are currently doing. So it sounds like you're not going to track all of your sales. Yeah. It sounds like having this uh, faith that third-party cookies by sake of example will, will do the job when of course we know modern, most modern browsers now have kind of uh, turned those off, if you will, by default, Um, not taking the actions needed to, you know, track uh, leads to sales, as you pointed out, and other things like this. So it sounds like it's a lot of like, the, the common mistake, I guess, if I could classify your response here is like, people are setting it and forgetting it and not even setting it correctly. Um, and that's, you know, causing some problems, I suppose, with trapping, uh, tracking. So help me understand, what are some of the best examples you've seen of development teams, like knocking it out of the park with experiences or integrations they've built for an affiliate program? Like, what does good look like? Good looks like accurate tracking where you're doing at least 90 to 95% of the sales are coming through. There's always going to be a miss. It's just going to depend on the platform you're using for your conversions, which could be a WordPress site. It could be Shopify. It could be Magento. And it is also the platform you're using. And if it's effective with your, uh, your e-commerce or your lead gen website. So Impact Radius is doing a fantastic job at building out new tool sets. ShareSale has always been my preferred network because they're the innovator of the tool sets and usually far ahead. So it's really just going to depend on the combination setup and how well you're tracking. So how do you know if you're tracking 90 to 95% of sales? I know people <laughs> don't have cookies set and things like that. But how do you even know that you're doing a good job or a bad job? That gets tricky and it's situational, but you can look inside analytics using a source and medium. You can always use referrals there. You could go in and also have a third-party tool like Convertro, where it also helps to track incoming traffic. There's different things affiliates can do to gain the system when you're using those. I'm sure we'll end up talking about those for a little bit, but these are ways to help track what the average channel's driving in and how much of the traffic should be for that channel. So it sounds like you're kind of comparing different data sources to see how the affiliate attribution might be stacking up. Why is that a good thing? Uh, well, actually, let me, let me think about this for a minute because I do have another question, but um, I'm going to ask you that after this quick break. Everybody hang tight and we'll be right back. Time to plug into a commercial break. Stay tuned for more Press This in just a moment. Here's the truth you need to know about podcasting. The biggest problem you face right now as a future podcaster is the myth that it takes an enormous amount of time or effort to produce a high-quality professional podcast. Luckily for you, there's a solution to your problem. If you're an online marketer who really needs to grow an audience of buyers but can't do all the heavy lifting alone, then here's the solution you're looking for. Introducing the DFY Podcasting System. Here's what you get. 30 minutes of one-on-one training a weekly podcast for you or your company, distribution to almost every podcast portal, an embeddable player for your website, an ebook called How to Podcast, created for WMR.FM show hosts, and much, much more. And best of all, you'll start seeing results with the DFY podcast system within a couple of weeks. You're just one podcast away from growing brand awareness and engagement in your business. Log on to podcast.wmr.fm and sign up for a deeply discounted rate today. 
That's podcast.wmr.fm. Do you look at the task of ranking your site at the top of the search engines like you would climbing the top of Mount Everest? It doesn't have to be. TopSEOs.com knows how hard that climb can be, and they can make top ranking a reality. Top SEOs send you to only the right search vendors and agencies that they know will work for you. Since 2002, TopSEOs.com has reviewed and researched the best search engine marketing agencies and solutions providers. Don't risk the cost of falling off the proverbial peak of search rankings. Let Top SEOs give you peace of mind. TopSEOs.com, the independent authority on search vendors. Let's press forward with more Press This, only on webmasterradio.fm. Hello, everyone. Welcome back to Press This, the WordPress community podcast on Webmaster Radio. We're in the middle of our episode around technical affiliate marketing, how developers can help drive growth and stop fraud. Adam, right before the break, you were talking a little bit about how you might validate how accurate your affiliate tracking is works by comparing it to other data sources like Google Analytics or server logs or that kind of thing. Why does that matter? If, if you don't track a referral from an affiliate, don't you just save money and get a free customer? That would be great in theory, and a lot of people do take that approach. The problem with that is if the affiliate is introducing customers to you and if the affiliate is reintroducing customers to you, suppose it's someone who shopped three or four years ago and forgot about you, then rediscovered you on an affiliate site. Well, if they're not getting money and they're not getting their conversions, they're going to stop promoting you. That means you lose that customer and that means you lose that business. Remember, affiliates are not your employees and they are not your sales force and they are not part of your company. If they have their own, that means they do not use your trademarks to build or drive sales to you, then they control where it goes. They could just as easily send it to Amazon, or they could just as easily send that same customer to your competitor. You do not control it. So if you don't pay them, they're not making money, and they can send their traffic elsewhere. I like it. I like it. I totally agree with all of that, but I wanted to get your view from that perspective. <laughs> uh, attribution so important to keeping those partners I've had that protected. with CFOs many times, that conversation. Yes, 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 yes. So like one of the things that WP Engine does in our affiliate program by sake of example is things like, you know, cooking visitors and automatically applying coupon codes during checkout, uh, having things like dynamic co-branded landing pages and things like this. Do you also see programs doing similar type approaches when, when quote, the dev team helps the affiliate program do well? There's a few things you can do. If you're going to use the landing page model where each affiliate must drive to a specific landing page, that can be great, but you have to take extra steps. That's the lazy person's way of doing it. However, if the person comes back to the website, there's a good chance they're not going to come back to that landing page. If that was the only way you're tracking, your affiliates are going to just think this doesn't work or they could have been earning a lot more and you could have built their loyalty up. So the solution there is to cookie them. And if the person or the visitor ever comes back to your website, you automatically redirect them back into that folder or landing page. So they have their starting point there again, and they always continuously shop through that. That's the way to protect your affiliates for that one. Ooh, that's a good idea. The, the automatic redirect based on a cookie. That sounds like something we're testing. Um, very interesting. I hadn't thought of that one before. Okay, so earlier you talked about fraud a little bit. 
Um, so I know a lot of people listening to Press this probably unfamiliar with you know affiliate programs in general, particularly and especially around potential fraud. They might be aware of it. But what kind of fraudulent activities should development and affiliate teams be looking out for in their affiliate program? Like, what does fraud look like? So fraud, for my definition, is any time affiliates are taking credit for sales that they did not refer or had no value to the merchant where they're knowingly doing it. There could be examples that you'd expect like credit card fraud where somebody, if there's a return policy of 90 days and a 30 day payout period, you can place a bunch of orders with stolen credit cards and then uh, just collect the commission at 30 days. You have that money and the products get returned or they find out about the fraud later once the credit card gets billed. I had that happen when I was uh, auditing a couple of different networks. Another type of fraud is when the affiliate calls into customer support and they have the customer support right. Say they'll swear they shopped through a website and placed an order and the customer support person goes to that website, clicks the affiliate, like now is the processing orders that affiliates driving a bunch of sales and getting a bunch of commissions. For me, that's also fraud. Another type of fraud for me is one that is debatable. For me, this doesn't add much value. My, with the programs I manage proactively, it's all about can we drive new visitors to a customer or our uh, lead gen or a sale? And so you'll find browser extensions, for example, that offer cash back or automatically inject coupon codes at checkout. As this, in my opinion, is not adding much value to the store. And so wait, just if, to be clarified, when you say automatically injecting coupon codes, you mean like from a browser toolbar or something, not the merchant themselves doing that, but rather the affiliate has some sort of tech that's doing that on the visitor. Yes, exactly. So basically, the merchant would pay to for an expensive PPC ad, and it might take 10 clicks to get a conversion. Suppose that 10th click comes in, but there's an affiliate toolbar attached. Once the person starts to reach the website, the toolbar could recognize the server call, and at that point say, oh wait, we can set a cookie here and earn a commission, and set the cookie right then and there. That doesn't happen as often anymore. What does happen frequently is it will prompt the person upon entering the website, would you like cash back or there are coupons available, click here to reveal them. If that particular affiliate would have introduced the sale and not intercepted the traffic, they should get a commission. In this case, they should not. And because if the person clicks or if the cookie was set, now that merchant has to pay a commission and very likely a network fee on that sale that was not actually referred by the affiliate. So it's a loss. But it can get a little bit worse. Suppose, so I'm just going to say WP Engine. This is totally false. But on my blog, adamreamer.me, I am an active affiliate on there. And suppose I was going to promote WP Engine and I sent someone over and you had this toolbar affiliate inside your program. I would send you the traffic from a new post. I introduced someone to WP Engine. However, that toolbar may or may not have the ability to say, would you like to save at WP Engine? Click here. If you don't have your dev team and if you don't have your tracking set up to recognize this, then I just lost my commission. I'm not going to make money, so I'm less likely to continue referring people over to you. And so now you not only have to pay commissions on traffic where the affiliate did not refer the sale, but 
people like me and the people listening to this, we're not getting our commissions. So we have no incentive to continue helping to grow your company and to so, continue sending you traffic. So it's a double loss. Okay. No, that totally makes sense. It sounds like if I had to like categorize your response here, I would say follow the money um, and then look for the referrals that are flowing in from the affiliates and make sure that you're giving proper affiliates credit for the proper um, basically weight of value that they're driving for your business. And that makes total sense. Um, I have some more questions around some of the technical aspects of affiliate marketing, particularly around cookies, uh, but we're going to take a quick break and we'll be right back. Time to plug into a commercial break. Stay tuned for more Press This in just a moment. Ready to do a podcast for your business? Make that podcast elevate to enterprise level. Let webmasterradio.fm expedite and execute your podcast to build your brand and broaden your customer base. Webmasterradio.fm has worked with the world's biggest tech brands, Google, Yahoo, and Bing, and have worked with fast-growing brands like ShipStation and GoDaddy. Now it's your turn. Contact brasco at wmr.fm and rush your enterprise-level podcast into production at a very reasonable rate. Email brasco at wmr.fm. Are you looking for the best in WordPress speed, security, and scalability? WP Engine is a digital experience platform for WordPress, powering digital experiences for large brands around the world. With easy-to-use site management tools and powerful do-it-your-way development features, WP Engine gives you the flexibility to build it your way. Improve your SEO and conversion rates with a faster site on WP Engine. Learn more on WPEngine.com. Let's press forward with more Press This, only on webmasterradio.fm. Hello, everyone. Welcome back to Press This, the WordPress community podcast on Webmaster Radio. We're interviewing Adam Reamer about technical affiliate marketing, how developers can help drive growth and stop fraud. Adam, right before the break, we were talking a bit about fraud and this notion of attribution and some of the clear-cut areas and maybe some more of the gray areas. I want to shift gears a little bit, though, to a topic you brought up earlier, which is third-party cookies. Um, how can brands or development teams or whoever uh, deal with a lack of third-party cookie support with modern browsers? How do you track people coming from going from site to site uh, with an affiliate program? So it's going to depend on the platform you use, and it's going to depend on the technology you can build. Some Companies are using fingerprinting. Others are trying to map the person based off their IP address, what they're looking at, and as devices change. I did a blog post probably five or six years ago with different cross-device opportunities and options for you. And that still applies today because it's not relying on cookies. So the idea is the affiliate networks and the affiliate platforms have solutions, if you will, that basically implement or many do that implement first-party cookie uh, variants, but you're saying that there's techniques beyond just even using cookies uh, that you can leverage to track visitors both across device and in a browser not using cookies. Does that sound about right? Yes, absolutely. And it's just going to depend on the platform you use. Awesome. 
So let me switch gears a little bit. I think one of the biggest areas that developers find themselves engaging with an affiliate program is around creating those uh, landing pages and experiences on the website that's going to help the affiliate convert more of their traffic. So do you recommend when people do that, should they be A-B testing like one affiliate landing page at a time? I know a lot of times affiliates aren't necessarily driving a lot of traffic themselves. Do you do them in like big cohorts where you test like a big chunk of them at once? Like how do you think about that relative to affiliate traffic? So with affiliate traffic, it's interesting. I usually test with PPC first because you control the traffic and you control the niche. You can also set it to demographics with Google Ads specifically or YouTube ads. You can get similar availability through Facebook ads by using demographics there. If it's a B2B software or a B2B program, you can use LinkedIn and get demographics. It's not as much as Google and Facebook for obvious reasons. And then you can actually test how impactful the landing page is. Now you match that out to your affiliates. Another great way to split test that is to run remarketing off of the ads. If you are collecting the affiliate ID through a parameter, you can pass that into your remarketing and then you can run ads specific to the message the affiliate was running. So if the one affiliate, uh, we'll just say diet products, was doing diet products for women and it's on the same landing page, the same exact pill, you can show ads to, or they have a female audience, you would then show ads with a female person in the ad versus maybe it's a guy that's running an ad that has a male community. And now you can just show the ads to the male community, even though the landing page is the same. Maybe there's a picture of both the guy and the girl on it, but the remarketing after, you could really start to test a lot, but your IT team has to make sure all of the tracking and the systems are in place first. So it sounds like you're doing the testing on PPC first. I think the retargeting is a great strategy. I think I can't count how many people actually don't leverage retargeting with their affiliate traffic. Such a huge multiplier, if you will. Um, but once you get done with the PPC, are you actually, do you recommend A-B testing the traffic directly from the affiliates, even though you might have had something close to that in PPC? If you have their permission, then yes because the affiliate wants to know the landing page and the email, a lot of them will ask for swipe copy and you wanna provide that properly to them and they know the experience that they're sending their referrals to. If you magically change that up right as they're launching a campaign, they might not be so happy because they've prepared for a specific one and they're the ones taking the risk. So that's why it's important to test first. I love that recommendation. I always say when I talk to people about building a landing page, I say, imagine what the person read right before they landed here. And it sounds like the point you're making is that affiliates are doing this as well. Of course, they're writing a story and then linking to a page. And if you change that story, um, that could just upset them as a partner. But of course, it could have perhaps disastrous effects on the, their ability to convert and to continue to promote you. Very sound advice. Last question, Adam. If people only remember one thing from your interview today, what would that be? Learn attribution and learn it well. <laughs> Sage <laughs> advice. I like it. I like it. I like it. Follow the money is the way I always think about that and then reward people for the value they deliver to your business. Well, Adam, I really want to thank you for coming on Press This today. Yeah, thank you for having me, Dave. Awesome. If you'd like to learn more about what Adam is up to, you can visit adamreamer.me. Reamer is spelled I 
I'm sorry, R-I-E-M-E-R. <laughs> Got it right. Uh, thanks, everyone, for listening to Press This, the WordPress community pack podcast on, webmaster, on WMR. Uh, I'm going to redo that part, Ricky. I'm going to pause. Thanks, everyone, for listening to Press This, the WordPress community podcast on WMR. You can follow me on Twitter at WPDavidV. Subscribe on iTunes, iHeartRadio, or Spotify. And, of course, as always, you can download the latest episodes at WMR.FM. Again, this has been your host, David Vogelpohl. I support the WordPress community through my role at WP Engine, and I love to bring the best of the community to you here every week on Press This. The opinions expressed on this program are those of the guests and hosts and do not necessarily reflect those of WebmasterRadio.fm's management or sponsors. Any rebroadcast or redistribution without authorized consent of WebmasterRadio.fm is prohibited. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Save big on Brunch for Mom, all in the Kroger app. Get half gallons of delicious Kroger milk for $1.29 each. Then get flavorful Tyson Natural Boneless Chicken Breasts for two forty nine dollars a pound, all with your card and a digital coupon. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today, or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details.